0: Welcome to the Posters in Every Direction podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Mike.
1: And I'm Erica. And on this show, we discuss concert posters, music with a heavy emphasis on the Dave Matthews Band, artists, and the community of poster and merch collecting.
0: So whether you are new to this hobby or a seasoned professional, we invite you to come and relax now and join us in the space between music and art. This is episode 17 of the Posters in Every Direction podcast, entitled Rolling Stone Gathers No Moss, Leaves a Trail of Busted Stuff. So this has to be possibly the most exciting episode to date. Mm -hmm. When Erica and I first started sketching out the Posters in Every Direction podcast and started to think about the content we would really want to bring our listeners, and just experience ourselves, mm-hmm. one of the categories that we, we talked about as a um, type of episode was the artist interview. Yeah. Um, this was kind of, you know, dream board stuff, moonshot stuff, <laughs> the ability to interview artists who create these gig posters yep. and understand a little bit about the process that goes into creating these these wonderful mementos that we collect.
1: Absolutely. And... We were actually first introduced to um, our premier artist, our first artist. Uh, We're interviewing Brandon Trammell. Uh, Y'all might recognize the name because we uh, actually have reviewed his first piece for the Dave Matthews Band, uh, which was the... Wilmington Night 2 gig poster from May 31st, 2023 at the Live Oak Pavilion. And Mike and I were lucky enough to be at that show.
0: Right, both nights. Both (laughs) nights.
1: Um, And we were able to get a show edition poster um, from the venue at the outside merch tent. And then also we were able to get a foil version from Brandon's artist-proof sale. And so we're really, really excited to have Brandon as our first artist On the podcast. Yeah,
0: and we're big fans of this work. This was the first piece that he did for the Dave Matthews Band. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to learn more about that piece, I believe he entitled it Busted Stuff, inspired by that song. Um, Check out Posters in Every Direction, episode number four. Uh, which I think is titled, Could I Have Been Lost Somewhere in NC? I think
1: so, that's right. And
0: we do a deep dive and review of that poster on yep. that episode, so check yeah, that out. Absolutely,
1: and just really quickly, before we get into the interview with Brandon, um, a quick bio on him. Brandon is an Illinois-born, bo- uh, currently residing in Nashville, Tennessee artist, And he works in a mix of colors and line work, and his work combines nature and the human condition. I learned that from his website. Um, But he's not limited to any specific medium. He's a graphic um, designer. He's worked as an illustrator in print work, video production, and photography. He's really a true artist, artist. And we are super excited to have him on the podcast.
0: Yeah, so without further ado, we're going to go now into the interview portion of the podcast. We hope you enjoy. Enjoy, guys. All right, so we try to type up some notes. If you've listened to our podcasts, we we take turns and twists, <laughs> and we're trying to stay somewhat organized and be respectful of your time. Um, That's okay. Welcome, welcome, Brandon Trammell, to the Posters in Every Direction podcast. A pleasure to have you.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here and um, thanks for reaching out and uh, hope this we're, goes well. I'm nervous. You're,
0: you're <laughs> officially in, in the, the posters in every direction, hall of fame. Now you're our first awesome podcast guest uh, yep. aside from ourselves and you're the first artist to join us. Yeah. yeah. And that's really, um, it's unbelievable to both of no us. Pressure. Right.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> pressure. Right. No pressure. was, you know, when we were, thinking up our podcast, it it was sort of like bucket list to be like, maybe someday we could have some of our favorite artists, our gig artists, you know, posters um, to chat with you guys about creative process and um, just kind of like all different things. And so um, I think the easiest way would be just for us to jump in and start kind of asking you some questions um, because... I know I'm really curious about it. I have an art history degree, so like art is a background for me. But I've stepped away from art for some time, um, but it still you know tickles my my fancy here. Um, so we did like a little intro for you in the um, preview, but uh, if you can maybe just tell us a little bit about your background and how did you kind of get started as an artist?
2: Um, I I guess you know I've been drawing all my life. Um, in high school, um, got really into photography, jumped into Photoshop, um, became obsessed with that. And then in college found myself going back to drawing and, uh, focusing on, uh, printmaking really, and really got kind of crazy about etching and lithography. So two of the oldest forms of printmaking and uh but but they really lent themselves to uh to drawing and line work mm-hmm. I'm, I'm crazy about I love line work and um so then um I think my last semester of college I really started being like you know seeing like the end I was about to graduate and have to jump in the real world and figure out how to make some money mm-hmm. but I knew I still wanted to be an artist to some degree so um started like teaching myself graphic de- graphic design, got some uh, experience with a with a printer um, and doing some layout stuff, and then really just kind of went down that graphic design path for, I don't know, like five, six, seven years or so, and um, then I um, started doing corporate design and like, mm-hmm. all right, this is like this is paying the bills, this is semi creative. Um, but I need, I need an outlet. So, um, I had, I have a friend back home where I'm from, uh, he's got a band. He asked me to do album artwork for the band's called Lone How back in Southern Illinois.
0: Okay.
2: Um, did the album artwork for that. Um, it actually made a, made a little bit of noise. Um, and it ended up, uh, there's a festival. What is it called? Uh, the uh, Shawnee cave festival.
1: Okay. They
2: reached out. There's their first first festival they were holding down there. And uh they reached out and asked me to do the poster for them. Oh, that's and super cool. Did that and um kind of like that was kind of like all she wrote. That was like right after COVID. Okay. Um, wow. So I guess I'm like a, a COVID baby as far as like <laughs> the poster world goes. So still kind of new to this. Um but yeah, I don't know. That's it's that's been a good really cool. Yeah, it's been since, since those, those gigs, it's been like uh, a snowball effect and and
1: Mm -hmm.
2: it's been a great, great outlet for me. And I don't know. I love it.
1: Do you find that that's going to take over maybe some of the corporate design work for you? Is that kind of where you'd like to go?
2: I think like in a perfect world. Yes. Um, but I'm in this, like, I'm in this stage where, you know, just bought a house, uh, started a family and it's like yeah. I've got I've got the job security with the corporate job and then yeah. I've got this outlet that also you know pays me so it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on that for a while and, yeah. and just kind of see what happens until um, I get more comfortable in this like new stage of my life
0: <laughs> I love that the the multiple kind of streams of revenue and potential that makes yeah I feel like
2: I feel like you like almost everyone kind of has to have a side hustle these days yeah uh, so that's um this is a side side hustle that you know keeps me probably as busy as my nine to five so wow um
0: but you've got two you've got two jobs now it's awesome yeah (laughs) yeah I
2: got I got two two artist jobs which is it's pretty cool like I mean that's,
1: that's awesome and we've seen a lot of your work like you said over the last couple years now we saw uh, Goose, obviously, Dave Matthews Band, Widespread Panic. I recently saw some Eric Church work that you've done for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. And we were introduced to your work earlier this year. We, For those, the podcasters won't be able to see the artwork, but we've got uh, the Night 2 Wilmington uh, poster, gig poster from uh, the Dave Matthews Band show. And um, we 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 did a review on one of the episodes um, for for this particular piece. And Mike and I, we actually were just reviewing that podcast going back and listening um, just to kind of like refresh our, our memory on it, because this is one piece that our daughter particularly loved. Um, and, you know, we kind of, for us, came up with this whole world universe. <laughs> yeah, I think,
0: you know, and Eric and I kind of started this podcast with a little bit of like fly on the wall. These are conversations we have when we kind of look at posters that we've obtained and Um, sometimes, you know, the image just is kind of this, you know, design work or like snapshot or um, it feels like just like a moment kind of frozen time or whatnot, but maybe not so much um, world building or like storytelling. But one of the things that we both felt and our daughter even said was she loved the monkey guy, right? She's like, oh, he's like Bigfoot. And he was like excited about the monkey guy. And that was one of the things that drew my eye to it too was the kind of monkey man and the big eyed fish. And they just felt like these characters that almost had this like world building quality or life. And I just, I'm not really sure how to phrase the question, but if that's a, that's a part of your process that you kind of set out as you're starting to work on a piece, do these kind of things just open up to you? Or do you go in kind of with a plan of I've got these characters I've been thinking about, you know, cause I look at it as, this could almost be like the cover to a storybook that like tells us, Hey, You know, we want to learn more about the monkey man and the big eye fish.
2: Yeah. um, As far as my overall process, it's not, I don't have like a step, step one, step two, step three. It's it's very random and chaotic Um, for this one uh, specifically and kind of, kind of where I'm headed now, I think is like, you know, I'll try to, I'll try to go back and listen to to the songs or read lyrics and try to like create something for the fan base um that I think that they're gonna appreciate. Um so and you know, Dave Matthews, like I'm I'm a big fan, have a lot of uh a lot of good memories from you know my high school days listening to Dave. So it was easy for me to go back and uh kind of relive those memories. But I got in that process, I got hooked on uh busted stuff, yeah. the album. And uh just kept going back to you know common theme you know the monkey is a common theme that that Dave has uh, so I, I I wanted that in there and actually that monkey was upside down at one point wearing overalls uh, and he had a he had a big hammer in his hand
0: uh, oh, wow.
2: he was, was busting out the TV at the top um but I don't I drew that monkey probably three different times it just wasn't working like there was a weird s- space issue mm-hmm. so I started freaking out because the deadline was coming up it. <laughs> I think it was like a maybe like four days before the deadline I I drew this guy um so and I don't know I'm happy with, with him um but then you know but back to the process like it, it, it all started with big eyed fish I knew I wanted to do something um with a with a big eyed fish um but a lot of my work, you know, I like to incorporate elements, uh, of nature, uh, specifically like things that you might find in the woods. And that goes back to my childhood and like my memories of building bicycle trails and forts and a lot of time that I spent in the woods. So that's like, I like, I just like that imagery. I like to, to draw, um, that sort of imagery. And then, um, I was like, all right, how am I going to fit that into, you know, big-eyed fish? So, you know, like the woods and, and this big fish that doesn't really vibe together. So, all right, let's get a little weird. Um, and then went back to, uh, um, oh, what is the name of the song? Um, digging a ditch in the themes of, of technology and turn off your phone. So I was like, all right, well, what if these tree stumps are are actually TVs, um, and just, and maybe you're watching this fish and on, on, you know, through a screen, but the screen, but the fish is like breaking the, it was just very, very, this sort of random process and pulling common themes together and trying to create, um, this sort of, I guess you say, like you said, storybook Mm -hmm. sort of, um, image or snapshot, um,
1: so, I know the fish for you is one of your, like, I my,
0: my went right at, it. like, I kind of, I mean, the fact that that's what you were saying, that was exactly what I was receiving, um, was, like you, huge fan, obviously the band, but particularly the album Busted Stuff. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites, if not my favorite top to bottom record. Um, and I was around, you know, huge day fan when the Lily White Sessions came out before Busted Stuff. And there were these tunes that kind of got leaked and we heard them and experienced them. And then they released every day, which Mm -hmm. is a good record. I've I've got no issue with it, really like it. But at that moment of like my life, it wasn't what we had heard is Lily White. So there was this longing, almost like where are those tunes? And Then later they come out finished Mm -hmm. on Busted Stuff. So it's one of those like I feel like I had this musical journey with it you know from the time that the band was going through it mm-hmm. and like you just kind of grew in a real affection for a lot of these tunes and big eyed fish is one of them and so when i saw that little guy i was like oh that's mm-hmm. i mean in my mind's eye like that's the kind of fish i mean even the color like he's orange like like a giant harp mm-hmm. gold fishy kind of guy yeah. Um, yeah and i think i said on the podcast what what i see with it is like you created these real characters that have um you know they speak to the music and they resonate I guess is the word for me that like to the point where it was like if you took that fish and like put them on a baseball cap like I'm wearing them all day I think Mm -hmm. it'd be awesome (laughs) I mean that's one uh... thing and
2: that might be kind of I don't know that's one thing that I do try to keep in mind because um in a lot of my work you'll see these like weird characters Mm -hmm. and I feel like those they need to be strong enough to kind of sit on their own. Um, so that's always like a goal of mine whenever I'm drawing these these characters. But um it's also fun to just kind of like give it life and and kind of uh just just think about okay, like what could this thing look like? Like how can I get how can I push this, push the envelope on this, on this little creature? And um, I don't know, that's just part of like. The part of the process that I enjoy.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the things I mean, we really love going like deep diving, like looking for the Easter eggs and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like you were talking about, like the organic nature, like that that background, that tree trunk in that piece that you did is so like alive. And then you just kind of took a note and said, "I'm going to go right here on this and just carve in the number 41." You know, it was like it was this thing of almost as a fan, it's like I feel like Brandon is not just um doing a piece for a commission but this is somebody who really is a fan mm-hmm. himself like to plug in an easter egg like that that's mm-hmm. yeah. like yep we, we see you we <laughs> see you
2: yeah that's yeah i, I love and then I, in that podcast eric i think you um said something about the planet reference maybe alluding to satellites mm-hmm. and that's that was my intention there. I was like, I don't want to call it. Away. Hey, called it. <laughs> yeah. So I was pretty impressed. Like, I didn't I thought that, that was like a long shot. I didn't expect anyone to pick up on that, but you you did. I was like, oh, all right, well done.
1: Well, it was really it just was really cool. And again, you know, Mike and I were able to get the print at the show, and then um, we got to scoop a, a foil. This we got the foil behind us from your artist proof um sale. And, uh, you know, we, sometimes when you look at the two different types of prints together, just as far as what you see and what pops out, the foil really, I mean, has these kind of like a little bit more galaxy like pops to it. And it. That's what brought out even more for for me was the, the satellite, this other world, this you're out in outer space, a little spaceman, monkey man, maybe they're in mm-hmm. another dimension. That's for us, we love. I like to create what I would in my brain, like, I read books and I see visual things when I read the books. I know not all people like read books and they create the worlds in their heads. I do. The posters for me also do like the same kind of thing. So I create these like worlds in my, in my head. Um, But, you know, kind of talking about this creative process, um, you know, where do you, where do you draw your inspiration? Because your work you know, if you look at it, you have a very specific style. And we notice that amongst a lot of artists, you know, and it probably takes time to feel out where your style is and what kind of artist you want to be. But, you know, where do you draw your inspiration um, for your kind of style and creative? I know you talk about nature and things of that nature, but this is different.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely nature. It it starts there and it always kind of ends there. Um, But I think I'm still figuring out my style. Like I'm I like that you say that, but I feel like I'm a little all over the place. Um uh it kind of sometimes I feel like the the concept dictates how crazy or realistic I get. Okay. Um and I'm trying to hone that in and kind of kind of be more consistent there. Um but at the end of the day, like I love I don't like negative space. Um, so I like a lot of detail, um, crazy line work and, um, Easter eggs. Like I I want a piece, I want you to just be able to just sit there and look at a piece for quite a long time and and always see something new or come back to it later and see something new. Um, it just, to me, it just makes that piece more interactive and the longevity of it. Um, yeah so that's always that's always kind of my goal um my 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 favorite part of the process is probably sketching it and then laying down the line work mm-hmm. and then sitting back when the line works complete enjoying that and then as I get into the color part of it it's like okay here's the here's the chaos like figuring that out and um I wish I would have taken more painting classes I think it would have been a little bit easier but it's um it's fun but it's just i just really enjoy the beginning parts of it
0: um it's interesting that you say that because i really felt like one one of the things i noticed about like as erica said at the show we were able to pick up the the show edition just the regular sort of standard and mm -hmm. compared to a lot of other you know posters that we've gotten that are non-variant standards the the show edition had almost this like extra quality to it like uh, uh, yeah the te- the textures i think what i would call it on the piece that made it almost look you know a little three not three-dimensional fully but you know what i mean like raised inks or whatnot coming off the paper is that part of the the process of what you go for i mean it's it, it would struck me as really unique and, and awesome
2: uh i actually no I, I i can't speak much to that because um that you know, some, a lot of that is the trapping involved. Okay. Um, but I have, you know, I have other, I have other posters where that's not been the case. So I think that was a printer uh sort of decision that, you know, really paid off because it, it I know what you're talking about. It's, I see it in the print. It's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's embossed throughout. Um, and yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I, other than saying, you know, speaking to the trapping, I I can't, I'm not real sure.
0: Okay. All right. It's like these questions that we, yeah. you know, came up with kind of in, in looking at, it. but yeah. did you want to talk a little bit about um, some of the questions we got from, from listeners?
1: Yeah. So we um, got a nice little uh, following of, of, you know, listeners and I surveyed them. I was like, if you could, you know, have a conversation with a uh, gig artist, you know, what would you ask? And um you know one of the questions that came up was a little more procedural like how far in advance are these posters commissioned and then like how long does that creative process take
2: yeah that kind of depends on the band when they reach out I mean you're kind of on their schedule a little bit and you know can this work with my schedule um so that that that's a little bit organic um you know some Usually I feel like you're a band is reaching out, you know, three, three months in advance. Um, I usually try to give, you know, deliver the final art files uh, no later than, um, you know, three weeks before the show. Um, and I'd say as far as like how long these posters take, It varies. I've done a poster in one day, and I've I've done a poster. It's taken me. I just finished one. It took me a month. Wow. Uh, And it's like that. That depends on my kind of my headspace, how much Mm -hmm. time I have. Like I this past month, I wasn't under a lot of pressure to get it done, so Mm -hmm. I took my time on it. Um, my headspace is a little bit different than you know if I was you know, than it was on that, that one, that took me a day. Like mm-hmm. I sat down that day and I was like, I know exactly what I want to do. And there wasn't a whole, a whole lot of like trial and error. So it's, like I said earlier, like, it's not like step one, step two, step three for me. It's, it's, it's almost scary sitting down. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope I can figure this out in time. And I always do. Like I know I will, yeah. but I just wish I had it dialed in more, but it's, that's also the great part about that because it would just be boring otherwise like yeah. you just let your you let your mind go and and kind of just get lost in the process and it's it's scary sometimes but
1: when you're creating this is sort of like a, a secondary question so when you're creating and you're in that like mode you're like zoned in are you what are you listen what kind of music are you listening to are you listening to if it's a gig post or are you listening to the music of the band that you're doing the art for, or is it like I've got a specific music genre that I like to listen to because it just, you know, it's pulls a, me in.
2: <laughs> it's a little bit of both. So for Dave, like I, I pretty much listen to Dave and especially busted stuff, mm-hmm. pretty much that entire process. Um I was I was very motivated and just into it. Mm-hmm. Um and that's where I wanted to be. There are other times where, you know, usually I am listening to the band. Um throughout the process to keep me, keep me dialed in.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Cause you kind of got to think about their fan base too a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. what they want to see. Um, But then other times, like sometimes I just need to get in my own creative space and then I'll kind of venture off. Um, And that's actually where I'm at right now with the poster I'm working on kind of a little nervous because I haven't listened to the band much at all. I'm <laughs> just in my, I'm in my head, but I, yeah. I think it'll work out. Like I'm pretty happy with it that's cool um but, so what do yeah. you li-
1: what do you listen to then what are you currently uh what's on your current playlist
2: uh right now i'm listening to uh groundation and some reggae um okay. and then i'll bounce back like i i listen to a lot of stoner rock um okay. my favorite band's all them witches so i'll listen i listen to them quite a lot quite a bit whenever i work um okay, cool. kind of all over the place like i'm some days I'm feeling reggae, some days I'm feeling metal, some days I'm I'm feeling like maybe Tyler Childers or something like that. Like, you, know, you never know.
1: Very cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, do you want to... The,
0: the question, this was one that I think came up from the fan base, um, whether you could share some advice or points for any aspiring artists who are out there listening as to like how one might become part of the selection process for you
2: know a band or whatnot um I would say I can really only speak to my my process how it worked for me um I was you know I told that story about doing that the album art for my friend's band but that wasn't the only band I was doing you know artwork for that was like the first one and then other bands kind of came in and I was doing work for them and then you know it's kind of kind of find find that niche that you want to work in Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and maybe no one knows you yet so you're unfortunately you might have to cut yourself short and just kind of prove yourself there for a little bit and then you slowly build build your name up and kind of kind of show people what you can do and um it it's just you you kind of i mean you're an artist it's not easy so yeah you're always trying to prove yourself so and if you don't, if you don't know anyone in a band mm-hmm. and you can't get those band gigs and create your own projects, like yeah. that's a formula I followed to get my corporate jobs. Like I would just create my own branding mm-hmm. projects, my own ad campaigns that didn't exist. And I put, and I put out a portfolio to just say, look, this is what I can do. This is my skill set Um, so just put yourself out there as much as you can in the beginning and understand like it's. It's just hard work. You just got to sit at your computer, sit at your desk and mm-hmm. work and draw and get better. And, and that's what it is.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's, great. Yeah, no, I think, you know, the more we we get to get ourselves ingrained in the mostly the gig, you know, community, but also merchandising and all the sort of we call them poster adjacent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really is very interesting just to like look at it, not just from the artist creative perspective, but also kind of that business side to it. Um, and, you know, a lot of our of our posters and every direction podcast follower people, you know, we're, we all think of the, the same kind of things, you know, we are primarily Dave Matthews Band poster artists, you know, but we have other art, you know, from different shows that we've gone to. We like to pick those up as souvenirs. Um, And so for Mm -hmm. us, that's kind of the fun part of it. It's just a a memento. And so having, whether it's a poster or a card or a hat, a t-shirt, you know, sticker, that kind of stuff, you know, it is, that's really cool to hear like create your own stuff. And then, you know, maybe people can associate visually, oh, that's a so-and-so's piece of art.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. I think for most artists is they want people to kind of look at, look at their work and know whose it is is is. on that signature at the bottom or or whatever. And that just takes a lot of time and practice.
0: Mm -hmm. So when you're not practicing, when you're not working, trying to meet deadlines, what are you doing for, for fun, for extracurricular activities?
2: Um, Well, things that I like to do, I mean, um, I like to kayak. I like to hike. I like to do outdoorsy things. Um, recently I started picking up, uh, some mushroom foraging. Um, that's been fun. So it's kind of, kind of hopefully helping me get excited about cooking a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, and then just, I don't know, recently, like I've been psyched about working on my house lately. So, um, yeah, I just, I like to, use my hands and my body to go out and do things and uh, be outside that's that's the goal and then time with my daughter and wife as well
0: very cool
1: one of the things that Mike picked up during kind of when we were all at home uh was smoking meats and and (laughs) so he got you know he's very excited about like making things to eat and feed
0: us when you said cooking i say i i I hear you i'm right there like it's been a few a few years now but Mm -hmm. i kind of you know, grew up, my mom was the primary uh, cook in the house and she had, Uh you know, her way and it was kind of like her kitchen and that kind of thing. So I didn't really pick up much of the skill set and how to make anything other than peanut butter and jelly. Um, So then during pandemic and COVID, it was like, okay, this is some time to Mm -hmm. learn how to make some vegetable soups and, you know, uh, pasta dishes. And then yes, eventually it then parlayed into uh, smoking brisket and and pork shoulder and stuff like that so it's not yeah. but like kind of like you say lost in uh or you know losing yourself in drawing or whatnot um you know that cooking process kind of helps me with that it's just like a, a good escape to get out chop some vegetables <laughs> and get a dish ready oh yeah
2: yeah yeah i need yeah that's the mindset i need to have when cooking not like i need to get this done so i can eat and then i have to clean it up later that's always <laughs> mindset i think yeah having that other little niche that other piece uh to introduce you to get excited about it is is kind of what i'm looking for
0: not if you have like a little glass of wine while you're cooking that kind of helps it a little (laughs) bit
2: yeah for sure we just
0: got the zoom notice that we've only got a few minutes left um do we want to try some some rapid fire questions here at the end this was an idea i thought maybe we just like quick rapid fire see what you what you what you respond with if you're if you're game?
2: Yeah, let's try it.
0: Nothing too crazy, I <laughs> promise. All right, favorite pizza topping?
2: Oh, um, jalapeno. Star Wars. All
0: right. Star Wars or Star Trek?
2: What you? I can't. You kind of Star- cut out.
0: Star Wars or Star Trek?
2: Uh, Star Trek, or Star Star Wars? Sorry, I don't know anything about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's where I thought it was going. And then you said Star Trek, and I was really shocked. Oh, that's I said, cool. like, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> More of a Star Trek?" I'm not a, I'm a Trekkie. For Pepsi. Coke What's or Pepsi? Uh,
2: Coke. Very nice Great
0: choices. Beach or the mountains? Mountains. Okay. What was the last song you listened to?
2: Um, I got it. I got it right here. Let me pull it up. <laughs> "A New Star" by Groundation.
1: Okay. Awesome. And uh, what time of day are you most inspired?
2: Oh, the mornings for sure. I love the mornings. Okay.
1: Um, And I got a bonus extra question because I wanted to ask it and I forgot about it because we kind of squiggled off. Any period of time, any musician, what would be your dream gig poster to create?
2: Oh man.
1: (laughs) I didn't know that was going to be the hard one.
2: I don't know. The, well, the first, this is rapid fire. So the yeah, first thing came to mind was, was Led Zeppelin.
0: There you go. Awesome. Excellent. That would be an amazing piece, a Brandon Trammell Led Zeppelin piece. That'd yeah, be. let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. I love it. A little
1: it. House of the Holy or something like that, you know. <laughs> I can,
0: those
1: be. are some. Th- and you know what, talk about Zeppelin. Those are some epic, epic artwork for the covers of their albums. Like, just yeah. You same thing. You see it and you're like, I know that's a Zeppelin cover.
2: I might just I might just do it for fun now.
1: You could do one for funsies. Um, well, Brandon, we really appreciate you taking time uh, to chat with us, give us some artist insight, get to know you a little bit better. Where can people find you and your work?
2: Uh, BrandonTrammel.com. That's uh, Trammel with two M's, one L.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Brandon.Trammel for Instagram. And mm-hmm. then BrandonTrammelArt on Facebook awesome. I have a Twitter. I don't know the handle. I'm never on it, but
0: um, I don't know. Sorry. It's a declining form. I think Twitter's going away the way of the No.
1: Yeah. Well, we really just appreciate time hanging out with us. Um, and, uh, we really look forward to seeing what else you, uh, have down the, down the map here than just enjoying seeing your artwork and journey over the summer with all the summer tour shows that you've, uh, had, um, recently.
2: Thank you. Yeah, thanks. And keep cranking out these episodes. I, I love this. Like you guys are putting us poster artists on blast. And I know <laughs> I know we all love it. I know I'm the first one on here, but I'm I'm hoping more more artists expose themselves and talk about, you know, you know, more about their process, because I'm interested. I know a lot of people are interested and I think that this is a great great thing that you guys are doing i'm excited
1: thanks that means a lot we really appreciate it and uh we uh just are very appreciative of your time and been having fun chatting with you today
2: all right yeah you too guys you guys all take right. care have a good holiday
1: thanks brandon see ya
2: thanks.